Hey, Sporky's Dan here. Just wanted to check in. How we feeling about bonus content? Yes, here it is. Our first bit of bonus content for the month. Uh, we are really excited about getting it out on Monday at the start of this episode. Uh, that's on me. And the fact that it's coming to you Wednesday is because I didn't realize my midterm started this week. So Monday and Tuesday, I spent very much so in the books, you could say, and just did not have the time to edit this the way I wanted to. Finally got some time today on Wednesday. Still have so much school stuff to do, but found a window of time. Wanted to upload it at least before Friday, obviously, and wanted to give it at least a day on its own. So, yeah, that's what happened here. Sorry about that. More bonus content to come. I don't know what day of the week it'll happen next, but uh, it will happen before the Friday upload. So just know there's at least two or three more bonus uploads coming this month. Just not sure of the whens. So with that being said, enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. I'm sorry. Hey, Sporkies. Welcome back to a very special iteration of the Bloody Spork Podcast. It's your first ever bonus upload. Monday! We're recording this on Thursday, October 6th. And this is coming out on Monday. But you won't know that until Monday. Uh, And you will have already listened to the Scary Godmother episode, right? Hopefully. Because we should can be, see where you live. And you should be listening to all of them in sequential order like I do every single day after <laughs> I upload. Because I am a devoted fan and producer. Alright? Anyways, you're probably thinking, Hey, what are we doing on a Monday? We're talking about Barbarian. Yep, Conan. <laughs> the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie. <laughs> now, Barbarian, which came out... Earlier this year, I think probably what, September of this year? Yeah, I think so. September 9th, 2022, uh, premiered in July at San Diego Comic-Con. Generally received positive reviews, has already made $35 worldwide against a $4 million budget, which is insane, considering... What happens in this movie? I would have not have I would have never pegged it for a four million budget. I was thinking more like ten million, but that's a thing. That's a pretty so, low budget. This for yeah this day for age. this for this kind of movie to look the way it does, be shot the way it is, uh, and have all the elements that it does. Four million is kind of insane. Um, directed by oh, before we get into that, part of the glory of this movie is not knowing a lot so before we say anything even the actors that are in the movie if you don't want to know that turn this off go watch it come back because we're gonna we're gonna say the actors and once you hear the actors it ruins just a little tiny part of the movie so just we're gonna we'll leave it at that there's your first spoiler warning we're saying the actors <laughs> so as gavin was saying uh this is a movie honestly best to go in as blind as possible so genuinely if you have not seen this movie and have even a little bit of a desire to see it pause the episode go watch the movie it's worth it i promise um but also please do actually come back hear our commentary we've got some things to say uh barbarian 
Kind of nuts. Directed by Zach Kreger, who I think did something else I watched, potentially. But I don't know. He is known for... I think his biggest thing was, like, YouTube spoof videos. Yeah, sorry. So, Zach Kreger directed the movie... Best known for The Whitest Kids You Know, which was a sketch comedy group a little bit before our time. Like I said, if you don't remember, born in 98. Both us. So, I don't fucking know. Uh, either way, we get Zach Kreger. Nails this movie. We already talked about the budget. Uh, it should have a Rotten Tomatoes score already, if I had to guess. But it has been very positively received. Pretty much no real controversy, no issues. Uh, There's um, that I, I thought while we were watching, and it was nice to hear other people kind of agree, which is not quite a spoiler, but there are some, um, uh, what's the best way to say it? I don't know how it's properly worded these days. Mentally disabled is the what I'll say yeah Handy, handicapped mentally handicapped yeah yeah um there's some tension with that that community based on this movie which we'll get into why when we get there yeah um but other than that even that wasn't too badly received but you'll you can when you see the movie and when we talk about it you'll understand why it, it yeah it's, it's a it's a point of discussion which is a much bigger discussion to be had uh, that we won't get into because we're right. not qualified. We haven't done the research by any means on the representation in horror. Um, but other than that, yeah, very positively received. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, check. You know, <laughs> didn't have it for Scary Godmother, but we're back. So Rotten Tomato, critically, what are we thinking? Um... Man, there's no way critics didn't like this because I know everybody non-critic loved it. It's got to be like a, I'm saying 80. Higher. Ooh, 90? Yeah, 92. Ooh. Ooh. And audience score. That's got to be like a 97. It's actually lower. Wow. Yeah, which is interesting. 87. Lower. 77. 70. That is trash. Yeah. Uh, so critics' consensus came to a smart, darkly humorous, and above all scary Barbarian offers a chilling and consistently unpredictable thrill ride for horror fans. Agree, as the critic, specifically. That's, that's what we are now with the podcast. We're now in the critic's consensus. Because right? the audiences can be dumb. And they said, The less you know going into Barbarian, the better. Facts. But be prepared for an ending that might rub you the wrong way. Which I don't... I think the ending was perfect for how the rest of the movie went. I think the, I think the ending is relatively poetic, honestly. Exactly, which yeah, it, do, all works. it goes in line with how fucking scattered yeah. the rest of the movie is. <laughs> how fragmented the movie feels, but it's also so coherent. It's yeah. Uh, so, it is a little bit weirder to do, because Barbarian's not out yet. Uh, it's not on streaming services either. Um, so, we watched it together two weeks ago now, I think. Um, Gavin's seen it twice. I only saw it that one time, and I didn't write down anything on it in the theater, obviously, because um, I didn't take a notebook in with me. So, do sorry. The movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that this Saturday when I go to a matinee viewing of a movie that we'll get talked about later. Um, but it's a matinee viewing, so I predict I'll be the only person in there. 
at 12.30 in the afternoon. Um, either way, uh, the reason I bring that up is it's a little bit harder to talk about because I don't have a, a point of reference immediately. I wasn't able to watch it, you know, yesterday. Um, so, I didn't. So it might be a little more scattered than usual, um, but I did Dead Meat put out an episode on it already. A few other channels have already put out commentary on it, so I listened to those to refresh myself a bit. So we're going to get into it. Like I said, the less you know, the better. I think vast majority people know that Justin Long's in the movie if you're just in the horror world because he was promoting it, and I think he's the top build actor on it as well. Um, and honestly, I hadn't heard about it at all. I only heard about it because Gavin mentioned it to me. Um, and I only ended up watching a trailer because somebody I was talking to sent me the trailer. And they're like, <laughs> whoa, have you seen this? And I was like, I have no. I only heard about the titles. And no. I just know Justin Long's in it. And even the preview I watched, I don't even think was very like revealing at all. Mm -mm. Uh, so it's really interesting that this is a movie that gained a lot of traction and a lot of popularity on basic word of mouth, which is really cool to see in today's. So, which it happens a lot quicker with like social media, but you know, still cool to see, um, something that's not crammed down your throat and still be good. Yeah. The trailers gave so much without revealing almost anything mm -hmm. that, you had it was like a you had to tell somebody about yeah. it type of thing, which is what we need more out of trailers, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Not like the black phone trailer that <laughs> now, ruined the whole yeah, movie. Now we get like three and a half minute long trailers that emphasize all the major plot beats, and the only thing they're missing is like the ending. And you're like, oh, well, all yeah, right. Also, just reveal the villain or <laughs> yeah. the monster right away. It's like, okay, so I don't even need to pay 20 bucks to see this. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. <laughs> so, I'll wait for it on Netflix, you know. Um, but we get Barbarian. We start off with a Georgina Campbell playing, what's her name? T. Tess. Tess is her name. Tess Marshall. Jeez. Whew. Uh, Tess Marshall also was a bit of an issue, sort of-ish. The director, Craiger, said they filmed in Detroit. They did a little bit, um, but did a lot of their filming in Bulgaria, I believe they said, because it's cheaper to film internationally for some reason. I don't know all that stuff I yet. get it. <laughs> yeah, you can't hate that. Uh, either way, I don't have a problem with that. I know some people do, but uh, I don't know. They also shit. probably didn't have to kick anybody out of that abandoned neighborhood. That's exactly that's also true. Nobody lives in Bulgaria. Yeah, the, the shots of... So actually, the shots of the abandoned neighborhood are actually in Detroit. Oh, well, fuck me then. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact, that's just an actual rundown neighborhood, I believe, I believe. Apologies, Bulgaria. <laughs> um... Uh, but we'll get to later what's shot in Bulgaria. Um, either way, we're introduced to Tess. It's a rainy night. Uh, really cool instant shot. It's like raining. We zoom in on her, and then we get in the car. Rain's muffled. Cool. Love a good sound design. Um, I'm getting it's like all real life. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. I'm getting all into like the editing things, editing side of things now in my film production class. Um, so it's cool to see the inner workings of things and how I have a bigger brain than some Hollywood producers, but it's fine. Uh, she's checking in this Airbnb, but somebody's already checked in, and boom, complete surprise to me, Bill Skarsgård is here. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Already totally confused, because I, in my head I was like, oh, somebody's already in there, this is Justin Long. This isn't Justin Long. It's Bill Skarsgård playing Keith. I wish they would have given him 
any other name. <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, and so, instantly, we are thrown into this one idea for a movie. Uh, there is social commentary present and a through line present of basically uh, men navigate life a lot more haphazardly than women. And we see that on display. Tess is very adamant about going into the house. Bill Skarsgård's like, uh, no, no, come in. It's raining outside. You should come in. Be safe. And I got to say, the more Keith acted, the more I was like, am I a Keith? Do I do these things? You're saying things. He was being very nervous because he wants – because shout out to Keith. You know, Bill Skarsgård, he's trying to do – he's trying to be – Right. Like, he's trying to be a good person. Yeah. But he's very awkward about it. He does very well. Bill Skarsgård, great actor. He's nailing this role. Yeah. Um, Agreed. He's <laughs> very nervous, very shaky. He's like, uh, well, um, you know, and Tess, Tess, you know, again, like I said, I hate when actors play dumb in movies, and Tess acts exactly how social media thinks you should act in situations like this. Yeah. Um, all the social media warriors that are like, hey, don't be dumb. She's not dumb. She's like, can you uh, pull up your reservation for me so I can see that you also booked the Airbnb? So it got double booked. That's why they're both here. Um, and he's like, what? Do you think I'm just camping out for you here? Who the, f- who the fuck would do that? And she's like, can you just pull up your reservation so I can see it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, we get we get a few little things like that. Um, he's like, oh, very chivalrous is the route he decides to take. He's like, you know, you sleep on the couch. No, I'll sleep on the couch. You sleep in the bedroom. No big deal. Uh, I'll get your bags for you. Yada, yada. She's like, oh, well, I'll just call some hotels around, you know, something like that. They write that off. There's like, oh, conventions in town. So all the hotels are booked. And she's like, okay, sure. So, you know, he convinces her to stay. Excuse me. But again, uh... It works because of how it's it's kind of hard to explain, but he he's saying all the right things. He's doing just enough to be like, okay, you're kind of creeped out by his character, but he's trying to compensate for the fact that it's like he knows he's a man. And a stranger. And so he's trying to do everything yeah. as right as he possibly can, given this scenario. And then as the audience, you're watching this and you're saying, okay... He seems to be being genuine. He makes one decision, realizes there was a bit of an error, considering the situation they're in, backtracks, revisits that idea with the (laughs) drinks and the tea and everything. And as the audience, you're like, okay, he's being genuine, he's being nice. But is it too genuine? Yeah. Because it's like, he does things where he's kind of slunking around Mm-hmm. So like you're, and this is me coming from chronologically. My brain process was a bunch of. He's doing all these things that seem correct, but he's always behind her. He's always around the corner. He's all, you know. So it's like just out of eyesight. Right. He's being weird, but he's. It's almost like you're not sure if he's being weird because he's just like quirky. Like he's <laughs> yeah. He's just like nervous, or he's being weird because he's gonna eat her. Yeah. Because so that's the like, thing. <laughs> Obviously, Bill Skarsgård is already one of the most recognizable horror actors, right? If, for whatever reason you don't know, Bill Skarsgård plays Pennywise. And he was in the first season of Castle Rock, which yeah. is obviously more popular. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
It's funny because uh, Krager definitely wrote into that a little bit. There's a point in which he was like, what, do you think I'm some kind of monster? Haha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you're on edge with Tess, right? Like Gavin said, he, uh, he like, tried to make tea for her, but then she wasn't, she didn't watch him make the tea. So he was like, he, there's this bottle of wine that the host left behind. And so he was like, all right, I understand. I didn't make the tea in front of you, but I can open this wine in front of you, and then we can both drink some wine, all right? Okay? Uh, and the reason she's even doing this at this point, uh, he had already, like, laid on the sheets, right? Yeah. So they have to stay up to wash the sheets, which, understandable. I get that. This all this all makes sense. This isn't, like, bullshit reasoning to make a movie, right? At all, fair and honest decision-making. Uh and even then, she's adamant about drinking the wine, but she mentions that she's here for a job interview. She's like a documentary-style person or whatever. Uh, she brings up this like tiny jazz movie she did, and he was like, oh, yeah, I saw it. And she was like, shut the fuck up. And then he starts describing it, and she was like, huh. And this is where she's like, okay. And she's not all in, but she's like, all right, I'll have some wine. And they start engaging into deep uh, conversation. The, the Dead Meat podcast talked about it, and they said this is the part where she's, like, hooked, right? And they didn't really digress on this idea, but this more so exemplifies him as a villain in my eyes. Because now my train of thought is, because, again, I'm still thinking that it's not legit double booked. Like, yeah, it's double booked because he let it be double booked. Like, my thinking is he's the Airbnb host. This is just his house, and this is just what he does, right? So I'm thinking... She, like, booked the place, so he looked her up and then has all this information on her, you know. And even though she's trying her best to be safe, uh, you know, he's already, like, thought all of this out because he's just done this over and over again. Um, fun fact about Bill Skarsgård, dude's, like, 6'4". Didn't know that. But, yeah, he's physically intimidating he's as well. motherfucker. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, they get tipsy together. Uh, there's another universe where these two just make a rom-com instead, and they fall in love. And they bang. And I'd pay to watch it, too. Wait. <laughs> then bang? Or the no, 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 no. The movie. The rom-com. That part. I'm Sorry. uncomfortable. Because <laughs> uh, it works. You know, they, they've got some on-screen chemistry. You know? This all works out. Um, they eventually do go to bed. He doesn't try to force anything on her. Uh, there's this little tidbit with a duvet cover or something like that. Uh, so, he's... And like, through all of this, you also see where now, where Dan is thinking he's still a bad guy, I'm at the point where I was like, okay, maybe he really is a good guy because he's doing things a certain way, but also not he's not being fully careful. Like, he left his wallet in the room, mm. which, you know, if you're going to kill somebody, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. And he, oh, he did something else that was like just, oh, like he had a, he had a toothbrush on the floor. Mm -hmm. He had stuff everywhere. Like he was very, it would have been a really clumsy monster in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, so once I fair. saw all of that stuff, I started leaning more towards, okay, something else is going on here where he might not be the bad guy. But the way this movie goes, he could have been. So, you know, at that point it's a 50, 50 toss up. It's just a, your butt is clenched 24 seven <laughs> so far during this whole first part of the movie. Yeah, because it's all, like I said, it's all happening at night. It's all dimly lit. It's beautifully shot, the whole movie is. Uh, <clears throat> so they eventually go to bed. Uh, and this is her first slip-up, but it's a very natural slip-up, so I can excuse it. Like I said, P 
people being dumb is inexcusable. But she goes to bed. I think she closes the door, but she doesn't lock it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, goofy. But she also went to bed tipsy. So, you know, she was tipsy, was comfortable with him by the end of it. I understand why she didn't lock it. Either way, she wakes up with her door opened. Uh, she hears a little pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Footsteps running away. Yeah. And uh, she looks out and she hears uh, Bill Skarsgård kind of like tweaking, basically. But he's having like night terrors, which fair i didn't put it together in that moment but i've just now put it together doesn't make sense to hear those footsteps and then he be in as deep of a sleep as he is <laughs> so there's your first sign that something's not right in this household also they're like you could you could definitely fake having a night terror oh for more sure. than just being asleep yeah because like if you're just laying there like your heart rate's still going he's mm. probably gonna be heavy breathing from being in a 40 yard dash from the door to the <laughs> couch whereas if you just lay down and start going ah she's gonna be like oh my god poor poor guy he's having nightmares (laughs) yeah and so she ends up waking him up she's like she just opened my door he's like no what the fuck i've been sleeping scared the shit out of me (laughs) and so when this happens i'm like okay maybe he's not the bad guy i don't know though i still don't trust him really right uh and so next day she gets ready for her interview Etc. Etc. This is where we f- actually see the neighborhood. When she drove into it, is night, raining, etc. Um, she's leaving the neighborhood. She's in the only house that's an actual house mm-hmm. in this entire neighborhood. Everything is a half house, quarter house, just a rooftop, just the groundwork, desolate. Soon as I see that, I'm going to my interview, and that's it. And I'm leaving right away. Yeah. Uh, so. She goes and does her interview. She mentions to the interviewer like where she's staying, and the interviewer's like, mm, you got to get out of there. <laughs> it's not a good place. Doesn't offer once to let her stay with yeah. her. Yeah, <laughs> interesting, right? Which I would have been, if I was that concerned, I'd be like, yeah. hey, you want to come just like stay in my place And for if a she's night? the interviewer, she's got the money. She can, she can home someone for a night. Uh, either way, Tess is like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm and strong. I, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and I think that's what she's trying to exemplify. Uh Sure, a little, little, little goofy, but I also get it. She, there's no, because of Bill Skarsgård, she's like, no, I'm staying with a guy. Like it was a weird mix-up, but he, you know, she's like, she thinks she's safe essentially. Um, so she goes back to the place, and is this where man runs up on her? Yeah, when yeah. She this is a fucking scariest shit already to me i don't know why because basically she gets out of her car and in the background we see a blurry figure running at her like sprinting he's like screaming hey little girl (laughs) terrible man you do not do that (laughs) and so she hears him instantly freaks out just runs into the house like get the fuck like gets in very intense because she's fumbling with the keys and you're like is she gonna get in is she gonna get attacked right now and again this happens, and I'm instantly back in the Bill Skarsgård is the villain. This, this, <laughs> this guy's in on it. This is a two-man job now. I don't know how this guy plays into it, but Bill Skarsgård, the bad guy. So she gets into the house, uh, freaking out. She does get into it. Does, we don't see the guy, and she's like, go away. Leave me alone. Um, uses the bathroom, <laughs> packing yeah. up her stuff. Um, needs toilet paper. So she goes in the basement. Uh, is exploring the basement. Door closes behind her. 
Now she's locked in the basement. Which, firstly, didn't we already see the basement door shut at one point when she came out of her room earlier? Probably. If I don't know. So, like, how is this fucking... Spoiler, getting out of the basement. <laughs> so she can't open the door. Yeah, if she's locked in, I don't really know. That was the first thing I was like, I don't know what's happening. It ha- I was just straight up confused at that, yeah, at that point. that's fair. Interesting. I don't really think Sorry about it. Sorry for a little, little, no, pre, no. little pre, pre-Jackie's spoiler. Uh, so she gets locked down in the basement. Uh, she starts exploring around. Or it's vice versa. I don't remember. I think she starts exploring... She gets tired of exploring and then tries to leave, realize she's locked in. Either way, some, like I said, I don't fucking know. It's a little scatterbrained, but some semblance of those events happens in some order. Uh, she explores. She finds a trap door, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, pulls on this rope, moves aside a wall, and she finds an absolutely disgusting room. Uh, <laughs> there is a bed. There is a bucket. There is a camcorder. There's a bloody handprint. And now again, Bill Skarsgård, bad guy, right? In my brain. He definitely already knows about this. Yeah. In my head. Uh, so she goes to get out of there as soon as she sees all this. And she's super scared, understandably. Starts, tries to get out. Um, luckily, Keith is coming in as she's, uh, there's like a little window that she can bang out of. Which again, dead meat reference was funny. I would, I probably don't naturally do this, but it's uh, they they said it was a funny inverse on um, the Pennywise thing because obviously the first thing Pennywise does is appear in the grate. She's appearing in the window. Bill's like, "What are you doing in the basement?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <just> like laughing. <laughs> he literally was laughing at her. Uh, she hands him the key, explains to him, "We gotta get out of here. I saw some shit." Yada yada yada, and this is the first. Like, direct commentary, I guess you could say, on um, uh, men being men. And he's just, like, not not believing her, but he's just like, I want to see it with my own eyes. Which I do understand. To the length of which he ends up exploring, I don't understand. <laughs> because that was a bit egregious. Yeah. Um, but he's just, she explains the whole room thing, and he's like, it's just a bucket. And I was just, like, underselling it. And he's just, like, trying to calm her down, right? Which, as freaked out as she is, unfortunately, I probably do the same thing. Just out of a morbid curiosity, it's just like a, mm, let me see it for myself, you know? Not to undersell her, but I just want to see it for myself. Uh, so he goes and checks it out. She makes sure to leave the door open this time. Chair. Props it open with a chair. Um, so Keith goes and explores... She stays up at the top of the steps, and she's just, like, waiting. Keith? She just, like, I, I'm sorry. Worst part of this movie was her screaming. Like, it was just an ear-piercing, yeah, just howl. <laughs> Which, and she's trying to be as smart as possible about it. She's not trying to go down there, too. Which, again, I'm just like, mm, Bill Skarsgård's the bad guy. All right, good call. Um, she goes down a bit more keeps yelling his name uh there's a point in which she like reflects this mirror from natural sunlight down this hallway to get some light uh oh that's when she originally got locked in etc because she never she never phoned that's what happened so she used that for light either way uh so she keeps yelling for him she notices he's not in the disgusting room 
Uh, so she keeps going. She looks under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh... And then we just end up, like, with the most weirdest set of stairs that goes further down into this house. We're now, like, second basement. I don't even know yep. what to consider this. We're just going into the underground now. Like the mole people from The Incredibles yeah. just burrowed this stairway. <laughs> like, this is insane infrastructure to develop underground, genuinely. Don't know. And by the end of this movie, how much we've explored does not make <laughs> any sense. I do yeah. not get it, but it's cool. Um, and so she's yelling for him down these stairs now, and now we can faintly hear him say, Help me. Help me. And this is where it gets questionable because she's just like, okay. And then decides to go search for him just, I guess, because she's an empathetic person. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to say this is where it loses me because I do understand as a good person you would explore, right? Because, you know, sure. Me personally, I'm going to like the bottom of these steps. And if I can't <laughs> see you, sorry, Keith. I think it ties back into the conversation they were having about how she keeps going back to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yeah. She just keeps, like... She doesn't know when to stop. Yeah, she does <laughs> not know when to stop, and that's, like, a recurring theme. Which we'll is, see. yeah, which is interesting, because she was just about to leave the house and then stuck around for Keith's sake to and explore. she just kept finding doorways and just kept going down. Kept going and going. <laughs> uh, so now... We get her, I think she has her phone now, so yeah. she's got a flashlight at least, and uh, whew, we are exploring this little bit, and this is the first real jump scare jump scare, is Bill Skarsgård calling on all fours towards her, and it is the like scariest, <laughs> yes, it was the scariest fucking thing out of nowhere, I was like, holy shit, because he's a pale man, so this iPhone flashlight illuminates him even more, and like, Jesus Christ, you are sickly, somehow in this instant moment, and now... I don't know what to think because I'm like, is this it? Is this where he like attacks her? Like, what's that? What's gonna happen after this? I think she walked past like the cages too. Yeah, like these gigantic cages uh, that you could put a person in. I mean, mm. I'm assuming they're dog <laughs> cages meant for dogs. Yeah, but, you know, mm, interesting. <laughs> uh, and he's just like, you gotta be quiet. There's somebody else down here. I don't remember if she like reacts loudly as an issue, and that's why what happens happens. Oh, um, she, well, she keeps going, let's go, let's go. And he's like, no, she was that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody bit me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, come on, stop. And then yeah. that's when. Yeah, you know. and you're like, what the fuck? And out of fucking nowhere. You just see these fucking tits. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's the first thing you, you see. see. <laughs> you see tits, and then you see mashed potatoes for a head because this thing just fucking bonk, bonk, bonk. Pill of Skarsgård is dead. My theory dead i am now no longer like audibly in the theater out loud said what the fuck everybody's like there were people screaming (laughs) yes we had a good audience honestly some theater experiences are not fun but this was a fun one uh and but now we're even more fucking confused yeah jump cut we're in california (laughs) we're like what the what did we just see and now justin long is singing in a convertible (laughs) so you're like I have no idea. <laughs> singing in a convertible, going God knows where, who knows what. He's singing some Ricky Ticky Tacky. I don't fucking know the song at all. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's Justin Long. Uh, to me, of Jeepers Creepers fame. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, haven't yeah. seen him in anything else besides that. 
but I know, you know, I know he's funny. And uh, Justin Long is fantastic in this movie. Love Justin. Pretty much everyone in this movie is great. Small cast, I will say. Probably only like six characters, really. Um, yeah. And he's just driving down the highway. He's getting a call from his producer. And uh, they're basically like, hey... Hey, and on the phone, uh, the two voices we hear, I believe, are the director and his wife. Fun fact. Um, they're talking to him. And they're like, hey, buddy, we want to talk about your show. Uh, he just got his, uh, he's hoping his pilot pilot episode just got picked up or something. They're like, yeah, you like the pilot? And he was like, yeah, here's the deal. Uh, we're not, uh, we're not going to go forward with it because of some things, some allegations against you. And uh, he's like, oh. So it's canceled? Yeah. And he was like, mm, well, we're just going to go forward without you. And so he's just like, and so he asked, he's like, what? He's like, his co star uh, accused him of rape. And his first reaction is that bitch. That fucking bitch. <laughs> so we've instantly just revealed Justin Long as yeah. a person in this movie. And they were like, you probably shouldn't say that on <laughs> yeah. the phone. Right. And they're like, mm, okay, well, um, interesting and he's like well just let me talk to her i can talk to her and they're like mm, don't do that yeah. please don't do that and he was like fuck and this enti- the entire it was interesting to note the entire time they were talking about that he didn't stop the car and it wasn't until they told him yeah the show's done we're not going forward with you goodbye and then he pulls over and, and he's, he's like, like Damn, and then he's like shit I'm out, of, <laughs> I'm out of money and honestly for whatever reason I really like this scene he meets with like a financial manager or something and they're like so basically at your current rate of spending you got about three months to go and you're gonna need a new financial manager <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like yeah um, and then he was talking about like uh, he was like oh well uh, can I uh, I got all the other properties can I just sell those he's like mm, maybe six months uh, so we now jump into Detroit and guess what Justin Long owns this property yeah. wow so he's back in Detroit <laughs> which again don't do he fled the fucking state that has, you know, charges against him, potentially. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to fly out to Michigan didn't, right didn't now. Didn't tell anybody. <laughs> they they're, like, they're like, yeah, this is going to look worse. And he's like, yeah, well, I've got some money things to deal with now. <laughs> Gosh, stop it. Uh, he's all the way. He's, he's on the way to the property. He gets to the property. <laughs> he's, everything is exactly how we left it last. Uh, the basement door is still open with the chair propped. Uh, Keith's stuff is still just all over the place. Her stuff is still all over the place. Um, and he's like, what the fuck? He calls up the agency and he's like, yeah, I thought room service was supposed to come through after a stay. And they're like, no, they only come before new people are about to stay. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, That's bullshit. <laughs> he's like, somebody's, somebody's staying in my house as we speak. Uh, and so... He, he stays in this house. It's been two weeks, we find out, just about, um, from the last time we were with Tess. It's been about two weeks or so. Uh, he calls his mom. His mom's like, you should come visit. And he's like, ah, ah it's only a four-hour flight. I'm so busy. Right. He's like, ah, yeah, I really can't do that, you know? And he's, like, doing a whole face wash, brushing his teeth, whatever, living as comfortably as he can. You know what was funny? In that scene, his mom's like, while he's washing his face, she's like, you sound like you're in a. What'd she say? Like you sound like you're in a, a wind tunnel a or car. something. Yeah. Meanwhile, Driving. he was on the phone, 
in the perfectly car. fine with a, a convertible <laughs> driving. He's driving with his top down yeah. and have a problem talking but with his mom. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. This was this was like the first instance of this movie. Just is about to be goofy as fuck. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so. Hangs up on his mom. Oh, yeah, and then this happens. <laughs> buddy, buddy calls him up to go out for the night, and uh, yeah, Dan, say say what he says. <laughs> so his buddy's talking to him, played by the director. Uh, buddy's like, so like you know we're bros. Don't say. Well, no, not that. I mean, when he answers the phone. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> we're not gonna say it, but what up, f bomb? Yeah, derogatory slur term for. Uh, queer folk. Yeah, that God, was. Come on. If you couldn't read between the lines before that, once he said that, you, that's when you were like, "Okay, so we have determined he is a piece of work." Right. <laughs> and again, there was a bit of issue with this specific line, which I do understand. Makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense, but I also think it's it works. It's so effective well. because it, yeah, yeah. It, it, because it's not. You, it's used endearingly, but it's used endearingly by a piece of shit person that they're just really trying to cement is a piece of shit person. Right. And before you tune out of the movie or before you tune out of this podcast, he does not get a redemption arc. He is a piece <laughs> of shit throughout the movie. He gets treated like a piece of shit by the end of the movie. The duality of man. <laughs> so Keith and his name's AJ, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> duality of man. Uh, and so... Don't worry, because I apparently, uh, what was it? Don't breathe, which I enjoyed ish. Uh, Don't breathe too. Tried to make the rapist old man who's inseminating women with a turkey baster the good guy in the second movie. They tried to make him a good guy. That doesn't happen here, so it's okay. Don't watch. Don't breathe too. Thank you. Don't watch. Don't breathe one. <laughs> also fair. So uh, either way. So he meets up with his friend in the bar, and this is where he kind of just admits to the fact that oh he did. But he and he's just and he's so sleazy about it. And he, she was his friends like, well, did she say no? And he was like, yeah, at first, but yeah, I'm a persistent guy, so and, I, you know, I just she came around. She was real into it. By the end <laughs> of it, it's like okay, so gross. So you're a again rapist. if you didn't if you weren't. 100% sure that Justin Long is a bad character. Now you have to be. Yeah. So, either way, get back to the house. <laughs> I also love this bit so much. He ends up in the basement himself and discovers the, the secret uh, rope back way. As soon as he sees it, goes straight to Google and is like, can basements count towards square footage yeah. when selling property or something yeah. like that? <laughs> it's the funniest shit imaginable. Uh, more commentary on the fact that men live haphazardly. Yeah. He goes through the rest of the like the rape room with the tripod and like the dark hallway. Just measuring every inch. <laughs> Ass first, by the way. His back is to the darkness as he's measuring everything. <laughs> and... He tried to psych himself up a bit. He, like, armed himself with a fucking kitchen knife and a flashlight. Well, before he even did that, he yelled down the steps, I have a gun and I'll come fucking shoot you. You better... And he's like, I'm a man! And then puts on a polo and, like, loafers to walk down the steps. <laughs> like, I'm just like, guy. shut the fuck up. Uh, God, I love Justin. <laughs> he's so funny. All right. Brief intermission. Uh, Justin Long thinks he's a man's man. So, as he's exploring the house with his uh, tape measure, 
tape measure starts rattling back at him. He's like, oh, shit. And so he starts running away. He's just running through these pitch black hallways, just full speed. And, you know, I, you know, hazardous enough to never, like, run into a wall. Um, but he's going, he's running, he's running. He, like, stops for a second and, like, turns his flashlight back around. And monster. Uh, Mama. <laughs> Mama. Yeah, I think she's called Mother. It's, like, her name is Mother. Uh, is the thing, which I have a bit to say about the thing because it's not scary because it's overplayed. It's overstayed. Mm-hmm. It's welcome. The design, at least. So, either way, he's running through. Um, he falls over once, whatever. Like I said, he's got a kitchen knife and his flashlight. It was a cool POV shot that we got that was like very video game-esque, very similar to that uh, random short in VHS 94, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool for like a good minute or two. Uh, and he ends up falling into this hole. Great gets closed over his head, and Tess is still alive. Yeah, Ooh. let's go. And she she's like, strong. she's like, shh, all right. And then jump cut again. We are now in like the seventies, and we're in this neighborhood, and it's beautiful, and everybody's here. Um, and we're following this old man, Richard Brake. <laughs> yeah, creepiest looking human. Being. <laughs> so we're following uh, Richard Brake, essentially, who is of uh, fame for. Game of Thrones recently. Uh, he's kind of in that Rob Zombie crowd. He's done a few movies of his. Um, so He's in the Munsters. Yeah, he's so in the Munsters, yeah. So a notable character, for sure. Um, we, oh, sorry, before you keep going, speaking of Richard Brake, uh, me and my girlfriend just went to this Monster Mania convention, and he was there. If you wanted to pay $40 to get a picture, and then 60 <laughs> for an autograph... I'm not even going to get into that, but it was cool to see him in real life. He seemed very nice. He was taking pictures of people. It's probably not his idea to make people pay, so it's nothing on him. But yeah. but if you follow us on Instagram, you would have seen that I was there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to keep up with not just our pods, but also us as people, go to our Instagram. Yeah. I'll go to a con one day, maybe. Yeah, like a... <laughs> No. Spooky godmother yeah. feet con. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scary godmother con. I'm the first motherfucker buying a ticket. All right? We're starting it. Next <laughs> year, first annual scary godmother con. We're hosting the con. No shoes allowed. <laughs> no shoes allowed. And you can only dress up as a variation of one of the monsters. Bugaboo only. <laughs> <laughs> and you cannot... Your amount of eyes cannot match someone else's, or you're both banned. If you show up as Jimmy, we beat your ass in the parking lot. No admission. <laughs> and if you're trying, if you're trying to be Scary Godmother, you have to be taller than six feet and less than 120 pounds. Nobody can be Scary Godmother because I'm being Scary Godmother. <laughs> so sorry, not sorry. <laughs> either, either way, uh, we're following Richard Brake. Uh, he's. Going to the grocery store, he's yeah. getting he's just an immediately suspicious character because he asks about supplies. baby supplies, plastic wrap. But the lady's like, "Oh, sure," and he's like, "It's for a birth." She's like, "Oh, up at Mercy," and he is like, "Home birth." And she was like, "Bless your soul, <laughs> aren't you just the greatest?" And is instantly like, "Let's get you some stuff." Uh, oh, she gets him a like nursing video, which yeah. Justin Long saw. At some point while he was exploring, he saw this room, weirdly lit 
purplish pinkish room with this weird 90s video of a woman breastfeeding uh, yeah explaining how to breastfeed right um so this that tape happens here uh we follow him he basically locks eyes onto a target follows her home he throws on basically uh detroit's equivalent of uh bg and e gas yeah so like detroit gas and electric i don't that's not what exactly what it's called but something like that and it says Uh, carlos on it yeah that was that was interesting it was Carlos, which is obviously a Hispanic name, and this is a very white man. So if a Carlos white man comes to my door, I'm just like, mm, I don't think you're Carlos, you know, by default. Yeah. I won't say that, but in my brain, I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, come in. Yeah. So she welcomes him in instantly. Uh, he goes into her bathroom, runs the water so he can unlock her window, and that's pretty much all we see of it, but we get the gist of his character immediately. Um. And then we just come back come back to current day. Uh, when he was coming back to the house, by the way, it's the same house. Uh, he's coming back to the house and the neighbor's like, hey, buddy, just wanted to let you know tomorrow you're going to see something new in our yard. For sale sign. Yeah, gotta get, I got to get out of here. Hilltown's uh, well, yeah. going to shit. <laughs> he's like, got to beat the rush. Um and, and Richard Brake's like, I ain't leaving. Yeah, pretty much. And he goes uh, in his house and there's people screaming. Yeah, he opens <laughs> up the basement door, there's people screaming. So, again, we know his character. Um, not my own original thought, but uh, the Dead Meat podcast as well made an interesting commentary on how there's a through line of like locks throughout the movie. Um, locks, locked doors, etc., etc., um, which was interesting to, to hear, fair and honest. Um, heavy emphasis on it. Which, I don't know where, I, I had an opinion, but I've lost it as I've discussed this, so maybe I'll get back to that. Editing, Dan, here, uh, I've flipped back over my mental notes. The point I wanted to make was that in society, the indication of a safe town or a good town uh, is indicated, you know, not actually there's no statistical backings but people like to say a lot of oh you know back in my day you used to be able to sleep with your uh, doors unlocked uh which was the point i was going to reference for the sake of this key through line so yeah editing dan out either way uh monkey with <laughs> the monkey with a symbol just just started tanging in my brain tanging's not a sound noise so whatever We're losing it oh god it's so tough either way it's already 6 p.m <laughs> i've been up since 5 a.m so it's hard out here okay uh either way cut back to current day current current day we get justin long and uh tessa tess 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 in the the hole <laughs> and mother is coming and she wants to feed feed them Ugh. Man. It's so. This is the grossest thing I've seen. She pulls out this time. fucking Ed, Ed and Eddie comically sized fucking nipple bottle with a gross hair on it. Never seen that shit before. Any baby drink it, out of something like it's that. It's so disgusting. And she offers it to uh, Justin Long, AJ. I will never stick to one name or the other. Hopefully, you keep up. Uh, and Tess is like, drink it. You have to drink it. And Justin's like, I'm not fucking doing that. What's wrong with you? It's disgusting. Uh, And then she drinks it. Yeah, and then she hands it, and the mother hands it to Tess, and Tess just just like, 
I'm you just like, hear grunting coming from the I'm just like, oh, like, shout out to Tess, but it's disgusting. I wonder how it was filmed. I'm sure it's, like, legit, but, oh, God, it's so gross. Yes. And uh, interesting that this, this, this is my own train of thought. I wish there was a scene where we first see Tess do this and, like, figure this out. Because uh. it, it'd be interesting to see if Tess immediately recognizes mother as a feminine creature and then is like immediately understanding or if she is hesitant like she's been throughout this entire movie uh, i think it would be something that would stay with that through line of social commentary that they're going for but then we see it in a more glorified yeah horror sense i i not it didn't, it didn't even it doesn't have to be a long scene just like a 30 second minute long scene of like Tess's first interaction with this monster, because we never get that. I would assume that since it's two women, it was like, based on the rest of the movie, it's almost like an implied connection. Which is fair. Like, like an instant empathetic, Yeah, this is a female, I am a female, we have to stay together type of thing, you know, because like, pack mentality, but that's how you survive mm-hmm. type of thing. And that's kind of how the rest of the movie goes, spoiler. Right. So I think... It doesn't take away that it's not in, and it definitely also would have added if it was in. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, it's not... It, both it, it, both yeah. are a good route. It's not It's not a critique, just something interesting. Like, if there's a behind-the-scenes... Like, if this one that comes out, if there's, like, a behind-the-scenes thing, I'm interested to see if, like, maybe that was shot yeah, and they right. cut it, right? That would be cool. Um, either way, so she drinks it. Justin Long gets a second chance, still says no. Mother jumps down. Grabs him up and takes him to the little room. Gra- was well, she grabbed by one leg and just yeah. pulls him up the <laughs> up this eight foot drop <laughs> and uh, left the grate open. So Tess takes this opportunity to get out. Smart. At this point, I'm like, this is a supernatural being. Like, yeah. How is she yeah, doing? Yeah. Which this? is more again. We'll get a bit further into it to understand how this creature came to be. If you don't already have it all pieced together in your head. Um, but I have I got a fair bit to say because the more I think about it, the more I absolutely despise this creature's existence because it's not very scary. Yeah, you know, being it's from very, West Virginia, Dan. Stop. It's not really true. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Born and raised in Maryland, folk. It's okay. All right. Stop the commentary. We uh. Stop the. <laughs> we follow Tess. Tess walks by the room. Um. Sort of a taste of his own medicine. He AJ is forcibly being breastfed by this creature with like F size titties that they show it. She's like standing straight up and her titties still manage to dangle in his mouth and she's like forcing it and he's like oh, oh, oh I think trying so hard not to do this. Honestly, yeah. I'll take the bottle at this point. Would I have taken the bottle? I probably would have taken the bottle at first offer because I'm just like, yeah, okay, you got no, you've been here, so you get, yeah, okay. (laughs) So it it is a nice, you know, you're almost. I think people were laughing during that scene uh because it's almost like, you know, a fuck you to him because he's a sexual predator, garbage. So he's now getting. Although it's not like a, what's the? It's intimate, but it's not like yeah, um, it's not like two people unrelated intimate it's family intimate yeah. so like it's different sexual but it's still he doesn't want it it's still <laughs> so it's, it's still forced and right. against his will so taste division it, it, medicine it makes the point to a degree yeah um tess walks by that quietly kicks the tape measure creature hears it tess manages to get out so shout out to tess 
very intense scene. Very, very oh, yeah. well done. So intense. Holy shit. The entire time she's running through it, you're like, holy fuck, you don't know. And it's good. We're like an hour-ish into the movie at this point. There's only about 40 minutes left, I think. 30 minutes left. Um, she makes it out the house. Uh, Thanks to the help of the homeless guy. Yeah, that guy that was chasing her down earlier that was yelling at her, hey, little girl, get out of that house. Totally endearing and not at all suspicious. Is like, yeah, it's not the worst thing in that house either, which is scary to say. And he's just like, yeah, you got to get out of here by nighttime because she comes out at night. (laughs) And like is implying that this creature has essentially ruined this whole town almost. Uh, And she's like, no. There's another guy in the house. We got to go back for him. Which, fair, because Tess doesn't know what we know. Yeah. Also interesting to see how she'd act if she did know. Um, probably just leaves him behind. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, either way. So she goes and gets cops. And <laughs> she, like, walks up to this gas station where there's cops there. And she's just trying to explain them the entire situation. But obviously she's very dirty, grimy. She's been in that hole for two weeks. So, uh, Detroit cops, first thing they're thinking is crackhead or, you know, homeless, right? And they think she's insane. Which, like, you can base, like, sure, she looked dirty, whatever. But she's literally saying, I was a captive. Yeah. What? (laughs) Like, Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Completely intelligible. Uh, wasn't walking up, you know, like, slumped over. She wasn't zombied. She was just perfectly normal. Just dirty. And that was another good point that Dead Meat... Two male Meat, cops also, Yes, yeah, way. good point that Dead Meat made. She was still in her interview clothes, too. So, you know, she doesn't fit the part of a homeless or drug addict individual. Um, and they said, like, it'd be interesting to see what happens if it's a male cop and a female cop, you know? Um, either way, uh, we... They pity her, essentially, and they go with her. And then she's like, I broke out of this window and made it out of this house. And there's a man down there. And they're like, man, the only crime we've seen here is you clearly broke this man's window. Yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing in that house. Yada, yada, yada. And he's they, like, you're lucky we don't take you down to the station for you to sleep it off. <laughs> <laughs> she's like flabbergasted. Yeah. She's like, are you serious? You're not going to help me? Uh, they get another call about another crime and they just drive off. And she's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Uh, we get Justin Long by himself who had made it out after the creature went after Tess. Um, and he discovers Richard Brake in a room with a bell. Yeah. And, uh, he like, as he, and it was interesting, I didn't really piece it together in the moment, but as he approached that room, the creature like pulled up on him. And I honestly, in my tiny brain, in the moment watching the movie, he like flashed the light at her, and I was like, "Oh, she doesn't like sunlight. That's right. She's probably scared of the light." Okay, but then he immediately walks into Richard Brake's room. It makes sense now. She's afraid of him, probably. Also, I'm unsure of what the bell represents. Hmm. Because it could be like a you know a supply bell. I think that's gotta be what it is. But if- knowing how gross he is and then what we what we learn literally five minutes later it could just be a for lack of a better word like a horny bell yeah because of fair because of what we learned from the homeless guy yeah so it's like that the bell could be much more sinister than we think mm-hmm. um and i haven't heard anybody touch on the bell so i yeah no, i would like good. to hear Something. some somebody's opinion on what the bell 
because it doesn't really get touched on in the movie. Not that I expect that to, but right. it seems it feels like that's a much bigger detail than what was yeah what was explained. I feel like now that you just brought it up, I feel like it would have to be a supply belt because there's no other way he's lived in this hole for like thirty years without just titty milk. It could just be right, just basic or both. Well, yeah. Yeah, honestly. Because, like, so, yeah. He finds Richard Brake. Funny. He was like, we're going to get you some help. We're going to get out of here. Well, I'm going to get out of here. Don't know about you. But we're going to get you some help. I'm going to call the cops. They're going to know everything. Yeah. And then he finds Richard Brake's tapes. Um, Very disgusting titles on all of them. There was one that said, like, Vomiter. And I think one said blind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you can just piece it together. Seriously. Very up. thankful that they made the creative decision to not show one anything, second yeah. of anything like that. Yeah. And it uh, worked perfectly for the movie. Yep. And Justin's long, Justin Long's like, you're disgusting. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You know, what the fuck's wrong with you, Justin? AJ. Facts. Yeah. Dick. Uh, and break blows his brains out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so for, and I'm assuming it's because AJ brought up cops yeah. specifically. I can only imagine because he's already been living down here for as long as he has. And so. he watches the videos, so yeah. it's not like he he's, feels bad. Yeah, so, you know. And essentially what we found out is that through generations and generations of inbreeding, uh, Richard Brake sleeping with the original woman and sleeping with that woman's child and so on and so forth, we've created Mother. Right? Mother is a gigantic thing of otherworldly strength. And that has, that's what's never made sense to me when movies do an incestual villain. Right? And to be fair, this isn't your standard incestual villain because in something like Wrong Turn, um, there's no sympathy aspect for it. And this is the the problematic part we discussed earlier that we are not fit to discuss in its entirety. Um, But they mentioned that they based the mother character's dialect on nonverbal speech patterns found in... uh, Feral kids or something. Feral kids, yeah. Which are obviously mentally disabled. um, And... But in that same vein, there are perfectly um, happy home you know, well-treated for, wealthy, anything you can think of positively. Children that are still nonverbal, yeah. that still communicate in that way. Yeah. So, again, I, I and I, under, I understand the people being upset, but I also understand why they made this creature the way that it is. It's still... I feel like... It's pl- I mean, it's a horror movie, right? It's not real life. It's played up a bit. I think it's a bit extreme to have her as nonverbal as she is because at the end of the day, I mean, it's 50 years, but, like, how many generations of inbreeding have you... Like, how much did he fuck to produce this thing? Yeah. And, again, my issue with it is it's a, it's a large, large-tittied woman, right? This is a a monster that has been done a multitude of times. And the first time seeing it, I think of there's a a specific zombie in Left 4 Dead 
that looks exactly like this, but is wearing a top instead and like spews acid. There's one in Evil Dead in the basement. There's she's one. a little fatter, but yeah. she's giant. The first one, I think, uh, Wreck did it too in whatever year that was. Like th- th- this, Mama, Mama, um, literally looks like it, it. The thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all of these things. It's an overdone creature that's always specifically a woman. And, like, eh, that, it's just weird. I think that, unfortunately, being so coming so much further beyond these other movies that have done it first, yeah. that's why it comes the way that it, it seems the way it seems. But I think that the fact that it's a woman that you are meant to feel sympathetic for, even yeah. though she's also, in quotes, the villain for killing yeah. people, but it's not the true villain of the movie, Yeah, I think it is actually... What is what needs to be in the movie? Yeah, because it fits right in line with, with Tess's arc. She has trust issues with men, but seemed to be okay with mother. Yeah, where it's in the same thing with mother. Mother was killing all the dudes. Hates Richard Brake. Like was scared of him, but even after everything, still trying to help Tess yeah. to the very end. You know. Mm-hmm. And that also goes in line with like the sticking together for women, being empathetic to women, men yeah. being able to, no matter, you know, it's just, she's scared, Tess is scared of men, but then also the one who's killing everybody is a woman. So it's it's all these crazy different, you know, um, just routes of thought that I think that having it be a woman rather than a male, I think it adds a lot to the movie. It does. But like I said, it's just an over... It, the, the creature itself yeah, yeah, in its totality yeah. is just overplayed. But like, it's unfortunate that just like it's just happened so much before. Because it is. It's extremely effective for what it needs to be done, like Gavin said. Uh, I just personally don't like it. I, I don't understand the concept of incestual breeding creating superhumans. That has never, ever made any sense to me. Wrong turn didn't make them superhumans. They were just inbreds, like what you would normally see in an inbred. And their whole thing, and the reason they're hunting humans is for food, right? So, like, whatever. And obviously, you're not meant to sympathize with the wrong turn characters. I, I just don't. I just don't get where the train of thought comes from. It's like incest, superhuman. Yeah, I just don't get that. That's where I'm just like, all right, whatever, sure. It just doesn't make any sense. Also, it's like. For the whole nonverbal nonsense. Well, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not nonsense, but just her being nonverbal. Um, she's been watching the same VHS for her entire life. She has the nonverbal mutterings of the VHS. Yeah, like she can say baba. But and, I yeah. would think that she would, in the very least, be able to say those say words. Say the script of that VHS. And that's what I was saying. That was my train of thought. It's like it's only been 50 years, so how. Maybe. Two, yeah. I, I mean, it, it would have to be if he's still alive. All those mothers would still just from could still technically be alive. Time, like you have to be a certain age before you can have a kid. Yeah. Technically, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I am not an expert on it, and I also know that nonverbal people. Also, there are some nonverbal people that literally, no matter what, they cannot speak. So yeah. it's there's so and, much into it. it yeah. We're not really don't get me wrong. We are indefinitely overanalyzing the reality of this movie, which is already very non-realistic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if Richard breaks alive, he'd really only be on the original mother's daughter. Maybe 
if he's extra disgusting, which he is, maybe a granddaughter. Again, how do you create a super genetic human? I don't know. Yeah. But that that's my only issue. Like I said, the wrong turn incestual people aren't inhuman. They're just crazy hunters. Yeah. Because that's all they know. They adapted their environment. But yes, I, I, I agree that she should at least be able to speak those lines of dialogue from the tape. Bare minimum, if you're going to go this route. But it all just adds to the sympathy factor, is what it's what it's really going for. Um, and, it, and it ultimately works. Either way, there was a long dialogue about that. But I, like I said, I had a lot to say. Um, we'll blast through the rest of it. Uh, Richard Brake offed himself with a pistol that he, or a revolver that he had. Uh, Justin Long takes it. He... Well, while that's happening, Tess gets out, gets her keys, and Mother comes bursting through the door Oh yeah. to try to get her. Yeah. So Tess, instead of just leaving in the car, hits Mother with her car through the house. And you're like, okay, oh, man. she's dead now. Yeah. And Tess goes back into the house to get AJ, and he shoots her. Which is fair. If I saw anything in that dark, I would probably have shot it. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame Justin Long here. That's completely fair. I would have shot at the first sound I heard. Yeah. Um. So, she gets shot. I don't like where they shoot her because again, we turn Tess into a superhuman by the end of this. Um. I think they should have shot her in the shoulder, but I guess they that's for dramatic effect. Either way, they make it out. Um. And she's gone. Mother is gone from her pinned car. So. They're like, ah, shit. Tess is like, all right, well, I know a guy. We'll go up to the water tower. <laughs> it's not funny, but I knew it's it's one of those you know it's going to happen. Yeah. They're talking to him about it. He's like, yeah, she's been terrorizing this land for years, but she ain't never made it up in here. And as soon as he says that, burst through the wall. Fucking through cool. the wall. Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> Fuck. Rips his arm off. Starts beating him to death with it. With his <laughs> own arm. It's so insane. <laughs> Tess and AJ run out immediately. Uh, they start going up the water tower. Tess is like, slow down. AJ's like, I can't. And he just had this deeply sentimental moment where he's yeah. like, am I a good person who just did a bad thing? No, you're not a good person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're just a piece he's of shit. Just a bad person. He's just having this self-inflection moment. And as soon as shit hits the fan, he's like, ah, well, fuck this. <laughs> and it's instantly leaving Tess for dead. Um, they make it up to the top of the water tower. Tess is like, hey, you have a gun. He's like, right. He drops it. Of course Off he the does. Side, yeah. So, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Uh, they're all getting chased up by mother up the stairs. And Tess, like, finally makes it to the top. He instantly yeets her off the top. And I was like, there's just no way he did that. He's like, I can get away. And then he just throws her off the top of the water tower. And then as soon as the mother makes it up, he's like, your baby, go get her. And this is I. <laughs> this was the funniest scene in yeah, the movie. Tess is... Falling off the water tower, and out of nowhere, mother jumps over the top. Titties are flopping everywhere. And she's got like a smile on her face, and, and I, she's like <laughs> swan diving. Swanton, <laughs> swanton bombing the situation, uh, manages to grab and swivel in like a 10-foot drop. Grab, swivel, so that Tess lands it on her on the street, yeah. and... Very interesting commentary as well. AJ makes it down, and he's already writing the headlines in his head. He was like, I, you know, I was just trying to help you her. You slipped, and, and, and I and, and just yada, yada, yada. But you're alive now, and it's okay, yada, yada. And uh, Mother is still not 
dead and grabs Justin Long by the head and gouges out both uh, of his eyes. Yeah, she puts her thumbnails, which oh, are long and gross, into his eyeballs. And then thank God they pan to the back of his head so we don't have to see that anymore. Yeah. And she just blows his head up with her thumbs like yeah. it's a watermelon. Death grip. <laughs> his eyes get gouged out and he lost his eyes in Jeepers Creepers. Ha ha. Funny. Director knew what he was doing. Because... Uh, <laughs> Tess is uh, and this is the sympathy part right Tess is on the ground and mother doesn't want to kill her mother right. like, like Gavin said they've established this connection this feminine connection and she's like you know Baba you know we go back to the house now she does like this weird little nose stroke thing that she saw in the video which means she's inte- intellectual enough to have learned from the video so I don't know how she didn't and they've given her the super sense of hearing because she's able to hear everything throughout the tunnels along with the bell. Yeah, so, again, why she doesn't pick up on the dialogue, I don't fucking know. Whatever. Uh, I guess lack of usage of dialogue would probably do that, too. Again, not enough research to discuss or delve any further. Um, and Tess is like, no, I can't do it. I'm hurt. Grabs the gun. Obviously, Mother doesn't know what a gun is. Um, and Tess blows her brains out. And the Mother's <laughs> brains out. And uh, jump cut, hard cut, credits, end movie. And that's Barbarian. It was, it's, man, it's a good movie. It is good. I highly recommend it. I mean, it's a good movie. If you're at this point, I am hoping you watch the movie before you listen to the whole episode, unless you don't watch scary movies and you're just like, the sound of our voices. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's, Appreciate um, it. I, while it has some very deep messages, I would, I would say it's, oh, it's a horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's. There are some parts that are very funny, and they are meant to be funny. Yeah. Um, and it's casted that way intentionally, obviously. Like, Justin, you don't cast Justin Long yeah. <laughs> to not be at least a little funny. And it's, you know, the same thing we said about Malignant, but this movie did it right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It had a tone that was serious, but they didn't take themselves too serious. They mm-hmm. knew yeah. they knew what they were making, whereas Malignant... James James Wan's a fucking crackhead. They just yeah. <laughs> That's really all that comes down to. <laughs> I love both the movies, but yeah, for sure. This is what Malignant could have been. It's just different because like this director, he comes from a more comedic background. Yeah. James Wan has done Saw, Insidious, uh, The Conjuring, yeah. you know, other serious horror movie franchises, and and Sinister, not Sinister, uh, Malignant, at no point wants to be funny yeah it's just a goofy premise right and if you subside your expectations and just sit in and strap in for the ride malignant's a fun watch it's almost like he thought he was being funny and malignant but he doesn't have a sense of humor yeah he doesn't he doesn't know how to be funny yeah and it's not casted to be funny it's not particularly written to be funny besides the uh on accident it is (laughs) yeah besides besides the girl cop the girl cop obviously has some like humorous lines um but yeah, I because I yeah we've both heard the malignant comparisons and I and I see it to a degree because it is it's a I mean it was the first thing you texted me when yeah. you got when we got out of the theater you were like this is malignant <laughs> yeah this is this is like malignant done right per se but uh, not to shit on malignant malignant just has a different everything about malignant's different yeah really just the they tone. just have they have the serious tones but where this movie can shift into a comedic you know yeah. and the way it's cut the way it's mainly the way it's cut the very, acting was. So much better. In yeah, this movie. for sure, for sure. I don't know if that's just because the actors are just better actors, uh-huh. or the writing was better. 
But it's probably because the actor for better acting. Yeah, and, and, and I think it comes down to two, like, a big point I remember making in Malignant is that the, the main, I don't remember any names now, but the main character who got possessed by uh, the tumor, I don't know any of their names, she was just a vessel for that character. She didn't really have, she wasn't acting. Yeah. She was just, like, a vessel through which information passed through. Yeah. And then a, a vessel through which... Uh, what the hell is his name? Gabriel. Pos- Gabriel, yeah. A vessel, a physical vessel that Gabriel possesses and then like an information vessel for everyone else. It's like she was the main character but was Wasn't. not the central focus. Yeah, she was the main character because she got the most screen time and that's yeah, about really. it. <laughs> uh, where in this case, Tess is like your main character. So clearly defined to be the protagonist. Yeah, and, but, it, but cut... Well, it was cut super well where we have her as our main character and then we're with Justin Long. And Justin Long's our main character and Justin Long's a funny guy and then boom, Tess and AJ, you know? And then when when Tess and Justin Long meet, it's a clear dynamic of who is superior in the character structure. Yeah, and who like he doesn't over he doesn't overshadow her as main character when they're together. And he doesn't, you know, you you don't overly you're not like rooting against him entirely to root for Tess, etc. Like, you, you yeah. see their dynamic, you see their balance, and they work well together um, because you're obviously... You're rooting for her against Mother, but, you know... Well, by the end, I wasn't even necessarily rooting against Mother. Yeah, no. Again, the way they end it, you feel for Mother. and Because, again, that was the other big thing is that, ultimately, Mother is a victim, too. Right. And because they made Mother out to also be a victim, her being this representation of nonverbal feral kids, again, I'm not going to label it okay, but it makes it a little bit better, ultimately, that she is also a victim. She's not meant to really be the villain. The villains are Richard Brake and Justin Long. Like she, Those are our bad people. Yeah. She's a villain through her, what she's suffered is yeah. really what it comes down to. Whereas in Malignant, which is the only reason we keep bringing up Malignant is because it's the most commonly compared to a movie. In Malignant, Gabriel, at no point, you're like, man, I feel bad for him. They're putting him in her skull, you know? He but, is and, and, always uh, constantly the villain. But same thing. They almost, almost, a little bit, I don't know how intentional it is, almost try to make you sympathize with Gabriel by the end there when he talks to the mom. And he's yeah. like, you gave up on me and blah, blah, blah. And true, it's like, true. it doesn't work there because Gabriel's already killed 25 plus people for Out the of heck of it. rage. Nothing, yeah. yeah. And, and mother only killed... To protect her baby who was Tess. Yeah. Only killed Bill Skarsgård because Bill Skarsgård was, you know, a man tweaking pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah, and a man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tweaking out in her domain. You know, um, so, hey man, out of six, what do you think? Honestly, I'm probably going to go with my highest score so far. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I'm going with five and a half. I can't keep mental track. Since I do every episode... I have a lot more scores in my head. You probably should, before we get too lost, write them down, like, go I, back and listen. I, I will. Uh... So I don't know what my highest score is. It's it's nope. And I don't I don't I like this as much as nope but in a different way. But I don't know if I want to give them the same rating. Um so I'm going to listen to nope again. <laughs> and whatever my rating for that, I want to give this half a star less because it's not it didn't mm, 
I watched Nope three times <laughs> so, in like a three-week span and enjoyed it every single time. So I think that's indicative enough. I can't explain why I like it more, but I just know I do. Yeah. I think probably because of the subject matter. I, I, I find the whole alien premise way more interesting than what is like... And even again, even though the incestual being isn't the real villain, uh, that creature is just so overplayed. And Nope's alien idea, way cooler, way extreme. The whole premise of Nope is unique, entirely unique. Um, this movie also had a drew slight comparisons to the movie Men that came out recently because yeah. they have similar through lines for the social commentary that they're mm-hmm. going for. The issue Men had was Men didn't really deliver. On the fact that men are pieces of shit. It was very observatory of the fact that men are bad and men do bad things and this is how men do bad things. But the men don't really get punished in that movie. Yeah. In this movie, all men die. Yep. Tess is our lone survivor. <laughs> and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Tess survived that water tower fall and a gunshot to like the abdomen and was seen walking off by the end of this movie. In the milk bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drinking mother's milk. Um and survived but i'm i'm glad she survived that's why i said they should have shot her in the shoulder but then i guess she probably doesn't struggle as much going up the water tower yeah. so pick one or the other whatever i'm glad she survived so i don't i'm not mad <laughs> like i said i like nope a bit more so whatever i gave that this is half star less just for what the reason i just said that's gonna do it this compensates for friday's shorter length by far because it's also a fucking bonus upload. You're welcome, all right? This Friday, I didn't even say it in the last episode. This Friday coming up, me and John are going to do something a little different, but we're going to be talking about Hellraiser, but we're going to talk about both Hellraisers, the OG one and the remake. You can watch the remake now. It's streaming on Hulu. came out October 7th. If you want to keep up with the, with the podcast, follow us on Instagram, at bloodyspork on Instagram. If you want to email us further movie suggestions, you can email us at bloodysporkpod at gmail.com. I mentioned before, I mentioned again, not going to do any more listener recommendations until November. Um, if, we can, if we can get in a bunch of them, I'd love to make November just listener recommendation month. All four episodes yeah. can be re- uh, recommendation month. We might not do one the week of Thanksgiving. I don't know yet. We'll see. Um, or we'll just do Thanksgiving like everyone does for their Thanksgiving <laughs> episode. Ha ha ha. I don't want to watch that movie actually at all. <laughs> Um, it's been covered to death. There's nothing to say about it. Um, but if that's what the people want, I can't say no. That's going to do it. From Dan. And from Gavin. Have a great day, Sporkies. So long, Sporkies.